It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Tuvay not going 3-2, and Correa hits this one out in the right center field, and that one's going to get down for a base hit. Altuve is on his way to third base, and Altuve around third and coming home. Here's a throw to the plate by Gregorius. It's dropped by Sanchez. Altuve scores, and the Astros win it 2-1. Carlos Correa the hero. Now, another Astros podcast. Correa mobbed by second base. He drives in both Astros runs, and the Astros go up two games to none in the ALCS. The mob scene in shallow center field of Astros players, some hugging Altuve, some all over Correa. The double play partners getting it done offensively for the Astros to put the Astros up two to nothing going to the NY and Verlander with a complete game victory. He's won all eight games he's appeared in as a Houston Astro. Astros two to one winners over the Yankees and go up two games to none in the ALCS. And we're joined now in the Astros dugout on the Chick-fil-A Houston postgame show by Josh Reddick. And one of the key plays in this game was by you, Josh. Chase Headley driving one deep to right. You left, came close, looked like close to a home run. Definitely would have been an extra base hit, but you made a you made a great catch to to keep the Yankees off the scoreboard there. Yeah, I mean, with Headley, we're, we're playing him a little bit in the gap. He's not really known for much pull power. I mean, not pull power, but pull, you know, pulling the ball a whole lot. So ended up being in a good spot. You know, play him a little bit deep because he's a lefty. You never know he's going to get one over you. So I just uh, tried to make a nice, calm route, use the padding to my advantage. And this time I made sure I used two hands. I didn't want to have a replay of what happened last series. Hey, Josh, how much are you digging the aggressiveness of Gary Pettis, the third base coach? I love it. You got Altuve. You know, he's our fastest guy. And uh, you, know, you, you got to run that risk. We haven't been scoring a whole lot of runs lately. Um, you got to push the issue right there. So not surprising to see him go right there. We, you know, had Cray at second just in case something happened and a good hitter behind him in Marwin. But, uh, not surprised at all. We wanted to get a 2-0 you know, lead coming in here, and that's what we did. So you got to tip your cap to him. And how about the job, uh, talking about tipping your cap, the Justin Verlander playing behind him today. Just just a great performance by Verlander. He, he's something else, isn't he? I mean, he, he, he goes out there magical. You don't send too, too many guys in the ninth with 100-plus pitches on the mound. Uh, but I don't think he was going to come out of that game. You know, he wanted to get us in a good spot to uh, win him a ball game and win ourselves a ball game. So he, he's magical out there. And, Nothing really surprises me anymore. I'm just glad I don't have to face him. And, Josh, yeah, you have faced him in those types of situations. You know how much better he gets as the game goes along. Sure do. He's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's been the uh, nail in my coffin for a better part of two years <laughs> and, and 12 and 13. So I know how good he can be. He's really hard in the season. But he steps up about four steps whenever he gets to the postseason. He's, he's really something special. Thanks for joining us, Josh, and uh, congratulations on the win. Yep, thanks, guys. Nice job, man. Charlie, how special is it to be in this position now, game three of the ALCS, and you're getting the start? Yeah, well, it'll be the, the, the biggest game of my career um, in, a, in a place I, I, I grew up coming as a kid to, to the old New York to Yankee Stadium. So um, it'll be special in that way and to go out there with this group of guys. Other questions for Charlie? Uh, right here. What did you think of what uh, Dallas and Justin did to get this thing started for the Astros? And I, I don't know if, if inspired by that is the proper term, but, d- but can you draw anything from what they've done? 
Yeah, well, in in reference to baseball and in inspiration and watching that in person, um, it was incredible to see Dallas go out and do what he did. And then just yesterday, I mean, that was that was crazy. Um, yeah, it was one of those games where you, you're just kind of in awe because uh, as the game went on, it's not getting any easier on Justin. You know, it's the circumstances aren't making his job any easier. But and I said this yesterday, a couple of people, it, he just got better. Um, it was just incredible the, the workload, the pitch count, the the times that they they saw him through the order, um, and for him to just go out there and just get better it was it was incredible. The third row middle, Mark. Charlie, can you just expand, expand a little bit about your experiences going to the old Yankee Stadium, who you went with, what were the experiences were like, and, and who did you like? Who were your players? The, who were your favorite players? Well, I, uh, I, I grew up a, a Yankee fan um, as, a, as a guy that grew up in the tri-state area. I listened to um, you know sports radio, all that, and I think 660 and um, – and I remember going to um, to Legends Field in Tampa. My parents took us down there, went to um, Wide World Sports to see the Braves spring training. So I, I kind of – I always looked up to the pitchers with the Braves and as a as, as somewhat of a local guy, the, the Yankees. So whenever we got a chance to come into the city, just to come in the city, you know, that was special, and then go see a ball game, that made, that was that was awesome for me because I was a huge baseball fan and um, – so I never did get a chance to play there, but to to be here and on this stage is incredible for me. It's, a, it's special. I think I think Derek Jeter was my favorite. I, I the I I love a lot of the pitchers. I remember going in. I remember um, when when they signed uh, Roger Clemens. I remember seeing his bullpen when he showed up at spring training down there. Um, Andy Pettit, um, David Cohn. I mean, and so many guys, you know, when I was, I remember when I was little, I remember really wanting a Don Mattingly rookie card and I never got it. But, um, you know, just being a fan of the game. And the, I think the last time that I came or I went to the old Yankee Stadium, I saw the Braves play. And uh, I remember Chipper, Chipper Jones hitting a home run off of, I think it was Ramiro Mendoza. And that was my last memory of it. You're right, Charlie. Charlie, hey, uh, after you signed with the Astros, or as you were making your decision, did you envision the team getting this far? Did you envision yourself pitching in the championship series or even the World Series for this team? Um, no, um, I, uh, I think I've always struggled to have lofty goals and expectations for myself. Um, and getting to, to this point, uh, personally on the, on this team. I mean, when I signed, I was like, you know, this team, this team is great. This team is built to, to not get to October deep in October. Um, but personally, I'm not envisioning myself, you know, I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm day to day. I'm thinking, what can I do to help this team? Am I taking care of what I need to take care of in the off season? Am I getting my work done? Am I putting myself in the best position to help my team win? Um, so the, the, those kinds of things, those are to me, those are those are more like a, like a dream, and it's becoming a reality because here we are. Um, but no, to be honest with you, not for me personally. 
I, I, I really just wanted to, coming off a season, I came off of last year where I, you know, I, I have surgery and April missed the rest of the year. I was really just trying to be a contributor um, and, and just help the team win. To your right, Charlie. Jake? Your, your uh, numbers against left-handed hitters this year are significantly better than, than the past. What did you change this year specifically in that regard? Well, not only are they better, I think they're really, really good, like in terms of the, the league and right-handed pitching. And I don't – it just – it really, I think the, the biggest change for me was um, Bob McClure and Rick Cranitz sat me down last year in um, – we were at City Field, and they sat me down in the, the video room, and they showed me my uh, average against on curveball. And they said, hey, you need to throw this pitch more, not just five – six, seven percent more, but we're talking like 15 percent more, more. Just keep throwing it. And um, when I got here, that's what, what Stromy really hammered home with me. And uh, it was the first few days of spring training, throw your curveball more. And um, I, I've really limited my use of my sinker against lefties. I've thrown a lot more four seamers. I've thrown way more curveballs. Um, I've incorporated a, a cutter. Uh, so I don't know what my numbers are in terms of uh, each individual pitch against lefties, but I know that I don't feel like I'm backed into a corner when before I did. I felt like if a lefty stepped in the box, I had to be that much better. You know, I would I would get a copy of the lineup before a game, and I would see seven, eight lefties stacked against me, and that was it. Just made the idea of going out there and trying to pitch deep into a game even even more difficult to envision because. I was a sinker guy throwing 60-70% sinkers and they were hitting my sinker. So I th- the the game plan has changed too. You know, the the idea that I'm going to make these guys put the ball in play and try to induce soft contact, that's out the window. Lefties, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to let them hit the ball. At least I'm not trying to encourage them to hit the ball. Whereas before I was, I because the the assumption being you have a good sinker, you're getting the ball on the ground. Well, that's not that wasn't the case. So lots of four seams, curveballs, and cutters. Here left, Charlie Richard. Charlie, what's it been like to watch <laughs> these past two games and the way you guys have sort of done a clinic on defense and base running, all the little things you need to do to win two to one games? What's it been like to watch your teammates do this? Well for me for me it's been it's more emotional than objective. I, I'm I'm watch I'm watching these games and I mean when it got to the you know, sixth, seventh inning yesterday, that was, I think, for a lot of the guys in there, as, as far as a, emotions go on in, a, in a baseball stadium for a player, I mean, it was incredible. Um, so it, it was, it's just more of a rush than anything. To, like, you, I, like I was saying, you watch Justin go out there and do what he did yesterday. Um, just put it all on the line and no fear. The situation was such a, a tight – it was a, a tight game. Um, it could go either way. And then for him to – I say battle, but it was, it was just a um, – it was just a persistent um, attack. And for him to do that for as long as he did it. Uh, and, and the guys making plays behind him. You know, Reddick's play yesterday, I think – I mean the catch that he made in right, but even more, the 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 quick pickup of that ball in right and fired it in 
and just that turn, Carlos, and it, I want to say it's it's surprising, it's it's standing out, but um, it really doesn't. These guys are are doing that daily. They're doing those things daily. So I mean, this is a this is a great team. I'm humbled to be a part of it. You're right, Charlie. Fred, um, Charlie, I just wanted to ask you two things. One, just being relatively healthy this year, I mean, after last year, how much, you know, even mentally did that help you? And secondly, according to Wikipedia, your family's part of the Morton Steakhouse. Is that true? No. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, I, I, no, well, no, and I don't, I don't blame you for that because no, I'm not saying it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, no, 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 no. I wore, I wore, I wore a brisket shirt here today. Um, I, I, I feel like I might know who the culprit is, but I don't want to say so because there's a, um, there, there's a former pirate that loved to get on Wikipedia. Former right-handed relief pitcher that threw a lot of sinkers. He was really tall, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that was him either because I've that's not you know, I don't have the facts. <clears throat> but yeah, well, I I started to run into to health problems quick early on in my ma- major league career. I really didn't get hurt a whole lot in the minor leagues. I was f- really fortunate in that regard. But I just wasn't a very good pitcher. And then when I finally got to the big leagues, the uh, the physical part of it took its toll. And um, I had a hip surgery in, at the end of 2011. I had TJ in 2012. I had another hip at the end of 2014, my right hip, and then I had the hamstring. Last year, I've had injuries that have kept me off the field and not necessarily put me on an operating room table. Um, but this year, um, there have been nagging things that I uh, that I feared were worse than they were because of the past experiences. You know, you just assume sometimes the worst because the the past is. Um, encourage you to believe that that it might be something worse, but the ball stayed true coming out of my hand. Um, my arm speed has stayed consistent. Um, my rotations have been good, uh, and my body feels good. And I I attribute a lot of that to the work that um, our workout group did last off season, this past off season. In, uh, in Bradenton, Florida, down at Athletic Edge. Mike Goff owns it. Andrew Emick, who's a AAA strength coach for the Brewers, he, he runs our group that's down there. And uh, and that was the first time uh, after the 2015 season, that was the first time I worked out there. And um, my body just feels better. I just feel stronger. My mechanics feel better. I feel more on time. I feel like I can um, – I have higher amounts of torque. I can – uh, let the ball go and it comes out clean and I look up and I'm throwing hard all game it, it, it's a it's a it's not to be honest with you it's a it's a weird feeling because I'm not used to that but my but health yeah and no doubt about it I'll try to do three more Ron right here pitching in a ballpark like this do you have to be cognizant of the right field porch and adapt to it well you have that problem in Houston you have that problem in um a lot of places. I mean, I, I pitched uh, quite a few games in uh, Great American Ballpark, and I always felt that that could play to the advantage of somebody that gets a lot of ground balls and line drives. Uh, the outfielders have less ground to carry. 
or a cover. The problem, though, is this year I've been giving up more fly balls. Um, my sinker really hasn't been as ground ball heavy as it has been. So um, while you, you, you can't necessarily pitch that way with a fear of the ball going out to a certain part of the park, um, for sure, it, in, it, in some ways, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're facing a hitter in a certain situation and you, that could definitely hurt you with the long ball, I don't see a reason why that wouldn't apply into the way you throw to them. But at the same time, when you're out there, you have to pitch to your strengths. You have to attack the hitters. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I guess I, I would say it would – it might be present in the back of my mind. But it's, I don't think it would overly dictate the way I throw. We'll take one last one as AJ is here. Right. Getting back on the on, on back when you were growing up in the Yankees, a two-part thing, Charlie. One, do, do you recall getting any autographs as a kid from some Yankee players? And two, what is this like for your family be pitching here? Whether it's, it's not the same place, but it's the same city, same team. What's it like for your family? Um, well, one, one of my, my, my strongest memories is of a day we went to the stadium in Tampa and uh, during spring training, and it was raining, and there was nobody out in the field and, except for one guy who was running. There's a, there's a field on the first base side of the stadium, outside the stadium, um, and he was walking into the stadium, and there's a, there's a walkway that goes from, the, from left field corner underneath a bridge into the stadium, and it was Joe Girardi. And we ran out there, and it was raining, and, and you know I'm assuming he was trying to get back in. And I remember him signing for my sister and I. And then the other <laughs> was there's a Bahama breeze that's up. Um, I, I can't remember exactly where it is. It's somewhere Tampa Bay area. And um, we're standing there waiting for a table. My, my family was there, and Derek Jeter walks in and. Um, my sister was a huge Derek Jeter fan, so she she got excited. My parents were like, "Oh my goodness, it's Derek Jeter!" So she walked up to him, and she said, "Hey, can can I have your autograph, or can I have a picture with you?" And he said, um, "Only if you smile, or something, you know, <laughs> like just being a good dude." And um, those are two of the more more vivid memories that I have of. Um. I mean, I can't, I can't speak for them exactly, but I, I know that the Yankees were the team that we followed growing up. Um, my dad grew up in Syosset, Long Island, um, and we grew up in, in Trumbull and Redding, Connecticut, which is hour, hour 30, depending on traffic. And, um, and this was our team. You know, this was the team that we, we pulled for. I mean, I, I, I rooted for the Mets because they struggled and – I followed the Red Sox because we were a, a New England family, but being so close to here, you know, it was the Yankees. So this is special. Charlie, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 